Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mompreneurs by mompreneurs. Each week we are diving into mum-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today I am your host, Michelle Pontfort, and I am chatting with the lovely Jamie Claxton, who is a Kajabi expert. She is also a Kiwi in France, so we have a lot in common. And I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. So hi, Jamie. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited as well. And I love listening to the different accents also. I know we're going to have a really hard time with the transcript for this one, I think. I think so, possibly. Well, why don't you introduce yourself, what you do, who you work with, all that goodness. Okay, so um, as Michelle said, I'm Jamie, and I am the founder and creative director of a website business called Website Restyle. So I work exclusively with clients who work in Kajabi, which is a website platform. So if you don't know Kajabi, it's like a WordPress, um, but it's just a different platform. So I work with women entrepreneurs normally, and I work a lot with women whose business has they've come out of the kind of they've started their business and they're growing, and now they're really experiencing growth. They've um, making good money, and it's time for them to invest and move to a platform like Kajabi and invest in a website designer. So it means that I get some really exciting projects. I work with some fantastic women from all over the world. So I've got clients in America and the UK at the moment, and I've had clients from Germany and Australia and New Zealand as well. Um, so it keeps me busy and then trying to balance all that with uh, raising three kids and living in France, which, as you know, it's not like the home country. Everything's different. <laughs> Language is always a barrier. So I enjoy these opportunities to speak in English. Well, it's funny. I feel like we've had very parallel experiences. And when we sort of first met, we were both starting out our kind of passive income adventures. I would love to chat more about that because basically you and I both started one-on-one service provider, building websites, you know, all of the classic stuff, and then had to find other ways to make business work. I'm sure around family, around living in France and all of that uh, was a big piece of the puzzle for you too. But I know you launched your template shop. So I would love to hear kind of what that was like for you. How was launching? How's it going? How is it helping kind of fill that gap for the family piece? Yeah, well, it was, um, you know, it was really important for me when I first started this business. I knew that as one person, uh, it takes years to grow a business and a clientele that would allow you to be able to bring someone else in. So for me, uh, the idea of doing the one-on-one client work was great because it helped me nail my ideal client and figure out who I really want to work with and who I work well with and the people that I need to say no to. So that was great. But it also, with the type of work that we do, it's really intensive, this website uh, restyle, and I end up, or design, and I end up keeping retainer clients who I work with on a monthly basis. So it kind of takes up a good chunk of my time and I don't have time to always bring on a new build and bring in the big money. Um, so I wanted a passive income stream and I decided a year ago that I was going to create these templates in Kajabi and that it would be a template page that someone who needs a sales page or uh, a podcast page, if they're starting a podcast in Kajabi, I pre-design all of these pages and then they can buy the template off me. They get step-by-step step instructions on how it works. So once they press purchase, unless there's a problem, there's actually nothing else I need to do in the whole process but I'm getting this passive income stream and people can download, customize to their brand, upload to their Kajabi websites and then press publish and it's as easy as that. 
So for me, it was part of trying to bring, it was another arm of that trying to bring in new clients. So if you can bring in clients and they enjoy the experience of the template, then they're probably going to come back to you again if I can nurture them just right. And the idea is that eventually they go, actually, I just need Jamie just to take over and I trust her now. So then that way I can bring in these kind of retainer clients. So I've ended up with three arms to my business. I keep the big website build. I do one at a time. I have my passive income with my uh, templates now, which are going really well. I'm super happy with those. And then I have my retainer client work. And that is actually the work that I love. I love working with these women every month. I love that I know them so well now that they can just send me an email and I can decipher whatever gibberish they've sent me and figure it out. And it just means that I, I enjoy the variety of working in different websites every month with people. I already know their brand. I know their business. I know how they like to communicate and work. Um, and so for me, that's the massive enjoyment that I'm having at the moment. But that template arm, you know, I have to shut down over the summer holidays because the kids are home, obviously. But if I can continue to bring in some passive income and just maintain the the retainer clients, then that's a massive bonus for me as a mum working at home. Mm, yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. In France, we basically shut down for the whole month of August, which is fun. And as you said, like there's no childcare, there's this big gap in client work options for people like us running businesses with families. And you have to be creative to fill those kind of quiet months. So I think this is a really interesting solution you've kind of come up with. And I really like what you're talking about around nurturing those passive income clients into becoming your one-on-one kind of service-based offer. I think that's a really interesting way to approach the passive income whole idea. What made you want to kind of create the entry-level product idea to nurture into a one-on-one service versus just solving the problem and moving on and having those clients be a separate, basically, audience for you? Yeah, yeah, it's a really good question. So how it started was is that, you know, in the beginning, I used to work with um, women who were just starting their businesses. And... You know, and then it's tricky because what I found is that at the beginning, and this happened for me as well, they don't know their business and they don't actually know what they want and they don't know their branding and it changes and their message changes. And it just became probably a little more difficult for me. And when I decided retainer clients was the way I wanted to go, then I knew I had to move and move that my main core business into the woman who had already gone through that beginning chunk. And now they were starting to make money. They were successful and they can invest in their business by spending money on someone every month to go and just do that work for them. So, but everyone has to go through that beginner journey and people don't have money when they're in that beginner journey, but that doesn't mean that I don't want those people to come into my business and start the relationship. So for me, it was, that was the missing chunk. Once I moved into the income stream of women who are growing their business, it was, well, how can I bring these women in in the beginning who really want to be in Kajabi, who want to do it themselves because as a beginning entrepreneur, you wear the hat of every single trade. You become everything, all CEO of every single trade there is, right? So um, I wanted to create templates for the passive income, but also because it was a really good way to bring these women in and give them access to my business. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, the idea is that, um, and I set up this really lovely nurturing email sequence. So once they come in and they've bought the um, template, it doesn't end there, our relationship. And I am really conscious about not being overwhelming and not being salesy. I don't want to turn up in someone's inbox every week because I don't like that. So that's not how I work. Um, And so I kind of, 
they've set up this lovely email nurturing sequence that takes them through, you know, the first one is kind of like, hey, how's it going? You know, you've got your template now, hope it's up and going. If you've got any questions, look, here's a whole lot of questions that other people have asked about the templates or, you know, did you know that you can do this? Or I send them links to my blog post on how you can set this up in the back of your Kajabi site. Um, you know, and then the second email will be coming through saying, you know, by now you've probably already got things up and going. And then I will link to a couple more things and everything's helpful and nothing salesy, I hope. And then I kind of finish off with a with a final email saying, you know, it's really important as a mum in business and also as an as a you know entrepreneur, you know, your feedback is so important to me. I'd love it if you could leave me some feedback and I give them a really easy process to do that. And so it kind of brings them through. And the idea is, is that hopefully they like the communication that they have with me and that that will kind of bring them back to me again the next time and the next time because the sales pages are priced really well so that even a beginner entrepreneur will be able to afford one of these beautiful sales pages. Um, And so hopefully they come back again or they reach out because I'm also really accessible. I don't mind if people email me because they want that one-to-one personal touch and they want to know a question, I'll reply. So it was kind of bringing people in, nurturing them through and hoping that when their business starts to take off and now it's time for them to invest, that I'm the first person that they think of when they think of bringing someone in on Kajabi. So it's just all about that beautiful kind of transition from entrepreneur to growing your business to becoming awesome in everything you do. And you've got no time for internet stuff, so you give it all to me. That's the goal. (laughs) I love that. I think you've sort of built out the customer journey of their entire entrepreneurial business and meeting them at those different stages. It was quite a similar process on my end when I added in digital products, but I found like it's also really improved my conversion rates. Like I have something to sell anybody who comes to me now. When I was just doing one-on-one services, I either had to turn down people or they were just not ready, like you said. And it like on top of just being a, a sad thing for your business, like it just made me feel bad that I couldn't help these people who were needing support, who needed resources. And it's been such a lovely experience, at least on my end, when I've got these things to point people to at an earlier stage and they can get unstuck, they can move forward. Like you said, it's a great nurturing experience, but just on like a human level, I feel so much better (laughs) being able to help those people when they do kind of come looking for help because like we're all service providers and we're trying to provide good service, good customer service, good client experience. And I think creating an offer suite that meets different needs and different stages is a really, really great strategy to not only help your business grow, like as you said, nurture those clients, but also create a better experience in general for people engaging with your business. So yeah, I love so it. Right. And if you think both you and I, we started our business on our own, right? Mm-hmm. And so I remember what it was like when I first started out trying to figure out where do I get information from here? How do I get this? I can't afford to pay for that. Having someone there um, that can help you and that can give you advice or that's got a good service for you. Like to me, it is more, I don't want people just coming in, clicking by and purchase and then going away. You know, if mm-hmm. people want to come in, because I remember what it was like trying to find information was like bloody drilling for blood from a stone. You know, it was really, sometimes it was really difficult and people put up walls. They didn't want to mm-hmm. help. And, you know, even in Kajabi where it's so specialist, I remember the first time I was trying to figure out the whole template thing, people wouldn't help me. Mm-hmm. And um, and I found that really bad because in my mind, if you uh, if you know that you're providing a good service and you know that you have a good product, 
it really doesn't matter who you help along the way because I am my brand, right? So as soon as I can get on a call with someone, if I connect with them and they're my kind of client, then I really don't care what the competition's doing and they can use my templates if they want to because I'm my brand and my relationship and my connection with people and my ability to be able to understand a business and work with people is what makes me be able to have these retainer clients and extend Mm. relationships past the end point of, right, I've published your website, right, off you go, go and do it yourself now. I don't want to end it there. I want to continue this relationship because that's what is important to me and my business. It took me a long time to figure that out, though, you know. Mm. So many, you get that shiny object syndrome when you're a new entrepreneur and everything's exciting and everyone is talking about social media and I've got to go on all the platforms and I have to be blogging and, and converting and doing all of this stuff. And you do, you do all that and you try and do all the courses but and it takes a long time to try and filter through and figure out actually what is the best thing for my business? Who are the people that I want to work with? My ideal client took 18 months to figure out. And mm. now I'm at the point where I can immediately turn people down. And if that means I don't have a big project or I'm not going to get in some big income from that, then I'm okay with that because I've worked with the wrong people and it's horrendous. I hated every minute of working with them. <laughs> my life miserable you know and I've got a Mm. at the end of the day I've got three kids that I have to pick up and I have to be I can't be miserable because I'm working someone who's not my kind of client so yeah I can't remember how I started on that (laughs) no but I think that's a really interesting point you kind of ended on is by kind of finding that clarity finding how you want to serve people how you want to show up and who you want to work with you're also preserving your energy like you said we are mums first and we have to be there for our kids every day regardless of how well their days are going and how you know our clients are doing and all of that so I think there is this kind of longer term view to making sure you are being selective with whose energy you let in and who's basically allowed space in your brain and yes it can be scary turning down the big money kind of projects but in the long run you leave space for your family you leave space for yourself and you leave space for these Awesome ideas like digital products and passive income streams to kind of grow. So I think that is really, really profound, actually, what you touched on. Yeah, well, do you know what? It comes down to two things that um, I think everyone has to do when you start as an entrepreneur. You have to take every job that comes your way, right? Mm -hmm. No one's going to turn down a job when you start. But that is exactly how you figure out the type of people that you work with, right? Because I had some shockers and Mm -hmm. I persevered, but it was hard. It was a slog. The second mistake that I made, which also I wouldn't change and I would do it again, was that I worked all the hours I could work. Mm. And that meant sometimes I had three kids here and I was getting angry at them because they wouldn't be quiet or they were interrupting mm. me. I was trying to do stuff. And I soon figured out, once I figured out who my ideal client was, once I figured out that there are three arms to my business that I want to run, you know, I want to do website design and development. I want to do retainer clients on a monthly and I want to do templates and other stuff that would give me passive income. Once I figured that out, then I also figured out, I also, I don't love that feeling of being stressed and under pressure when my kids were around. So Mm -hmm. I became really strict on what hours I work. I don't work when you're home unless there's something I really have to do. And that does happen. Mm -hmm. But because I don't do it often, the kids will allow me the space now to just hide away and get it done. But in the Mm -hmm. beginning, I tried to work while I was cooking dinner. I was trying to duck off and get an email done or finish something. You know, they would come home from school and I'd go straight into my office and I didn't even spend any time with them. On the weekends when my husband was away, I'm trying to, you know, get work done. 
you've got to do it. But I think it also made me realize I don't want to do that. So I'm I'm really strict with my hours right now. And Mm -hmm. so I will only take on so many retainer clients. I only take on one website build at a time. Um, And that's where the passive income arm comes in, is that if I can boost that and work hard to try and market that and get that out, then it's going to take the pressure off those other areas. And I'll find that, you know, my balance in life is much better now than what it was a year ago. That is for Mm. sure. Yeah, I think that's, that's, like you said, it's kind of a rite of passage and it's hard to know when to stop doing all the things and when to let some of it go. Do you remember what the kind of turning point for you was? Well, to be honest, I think it was, um, oh, this sounds so cheesy, but I was saying, <laughs> I think it was, um, I was, so I'm part of a group and in that group, we've got a pod and there are other women in there. And I, I became really good friends with another woman who runs her own business. She had a business mentor and she told me about it. And I was really against the idea of spending all this money on a business mentor, right? But anyway, I met with Nick. She had worked in website design before. She has runs her own business through Kajabi uh, and she's works with mums in business. So instantly I had three things that were good for me, right? That all aligned with me. So I spoke with my husband. I was like, this is a massive investment, but I've not invested one single dollar, really, not anything substantial into my business since I've started. Mm-hmm. And at some point I have to invest. I can't be, you know, we talk about that whole, you wear the hat of every year, a jack of all trades. You're the CEO yeah. of a very different thing. At some point in your business, you have to let something go. So I decided that I would work with Nick and as a business mentor, and that changed it all for me because yeah. all these excuses that I had, because she was a marketing pro, she'd worked in web design and she's a mum and works with mum. She just nailed everything. So that was, I got a lot of clarity around what I needed to do. I got a lot of direction. I'm a real big plan a big idea lady I have great mm. ideas for actually getting the little steps to getting there is where I often fall down and I recognize that as a weakness so working with her was great other people don't have the same experience and I would recommend if you do decide to go down that path that you find someone really compatible and don't go with anyone um, but she was definitely the one that made me realize I can't be doing all this and I can't be working this way and this is not how I want to do it. And then with her marketing background, she helped steer me towards trying to figure out exactly where I needed to go. Um, you know, and then I did, I started doing a lot of courses, online courses that were free that I could figure out. Um, and the more free stuff that I could kind of absorb, then the, the kind of more I started to grow in my business. And she was kind of part of that journey. So that'll work for some people and it won't work for others. But bringing her on board and making me realize I can't do it all myself and I need to let go, that was probably where I figured it out in the stress of working at home with kids. <laughs> I do think there is something to that, to having like a second brain in your business, someone else to get perspective, to get kind of insights. I think even if it's not a business coach, if it's you know, a friend who's going through similar things, if you found some sort of accountability buddy, I think just that sense of sharing the load and letting other people take an objective look at what you're doing, because I'm guilty of this too. You get so in the weeds of the doing that you lose track of why you're doing things or what's really behind that. Like you said, there's some sort of stuff that you can get in your own way. You can hold yourself back because you're scared or nervous or whatever it is. And I think that perspective piece is so key because it is a really lonely road on your own. And it is a really hard thing to stay objective, to be strategic, 
completely in your bubble on your own without any outside perspective. Yes. Yeah. And that's exactly right. And I think, um, yeah, I think that whole finding an accountability partner or someone else who knows what you're going through, whether you join a membership or something, finding someone you can talk to, because as we were talking before we went on, yeah, sometimes if you're on your own, you think, oh, what a dumb idea. Well, that's stupid. That's not going to work. But having someone to be able to say, actually, how do you do this? What do you you do here and in fact if we go back to how you and I met that's exactly how it was and I can't remember exactly but I remember saying you lived in France and Mm -hmm. you were doing design on WordPress and one of us reached out to the other one and said hey can we have a chat I really want to know you know exactly what you do and how you do it and then we had that first talk where we talked about well how do you do this how do you do that and how do you manage that and where do you find clients from and that has been more valuable than anything. Those Mm. conversations that I've had with other amazing women who are happy to share, you know, if you can find someone who will share with you and everyone in the beginning of their business, they want to share because they, that we all have gaps. We (laughs) all don't know everything, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, from pricing, how do you price something? Well, okay, what social media platform are you on? Everything or are you trying to nail one? You know, and one of the best bits of advice I got around social media was that I don't want to spend my time on every platform creating content. I'm not a content creator for social media. So I picked one channel and I went in there and it was Facebook. And it's not even having my own Facebook page because I've only just after all this time in business created my own Facebook page for my business. But what I did was I went and joined a lot of groups with female Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs and I call it planting seeds. So I would go in and I would start Um, liking things and interacting and leaving comments and then waiting for someone to come up with a question around Kajabi or websites. And then I would get in there and I would start commenting and offering advice, never selling, never, ever selling. I remember one time someone said around when I used to work on WordPress, they said, what's the difference between .org and .com? I was like, great idea. I went away and I spent five minutes creating a blog post video and I set it up on my blog. I went back in about 15 minutes later and I put the link in and said, hey, great question. I get asked this a lot. Here's a link to a video, right? So it took me 10 or 15 minutes to do that. Um, And then people start to recognize you in the group and they start to see you as a bit of an expert because every time Kajabi comes up, I come in and I try and comment. And I can tell you now, every single client I have ever got has been through these groups. I have never had to pay for Facebook advertising or marketing. Mm. I haven't paid for any marketing at all. Every single client I get is through these groups where I go on and I plant seeds. Sometimes I forget and I get a bit lazy. But when I know that I've got space coming up for clients, I get back into the groups. Mm. And it's not being disgenuine because I'm genuine in what I want to share. Um but, you know, Kajabi is also really new, so people don't really talk about it. There's a lot more, you know, conversation around WordPress or Squarespace than there mm. is around Kajabi. So sometimes I just have to be patient. And But it's just the fact that once you're in and you're answering and people go into a group and they search Kajabi or whatever your, you know, your area of expertise is, your name will come up and that's how you get found. And then people go through to your website or whatever it is that you're offering them. And that's how you get found. And I have never been found anywhere other than these Facebook groups that's where I've got all my clients from <laughs> that's so funny yeah, yeah I have a very similar sort of story to most of my marketing efforts have also been in Facebook groups and what yeah. well, obviously very similar but <laughs> I agree yeah, it's, it's, it's slow maintenance and <laughs> it's weird people because 
people who are starting out as entrepreneurs, they want to go to places where they can get information, where they mm-hmm. can find out how do I market stuff? If I do want a website, what do I have to do? If people are on Instagram, how do you do Instagram? How do you run Facebook ads? And these groups tell you all that information. So, and also people that are going in there wanting information, they don't have the money to do the marketing. So they're looking for the most effective, efficient ways to market their business in themselves. Mm. You know, one of the great things when we are entrepreneurs as we are, is that we end up being our own brand. And so the more you can kind of interact with people and, um, you know, when you've got offerings and it does come up an opportunity for you to add something or link something, then people get more of an insight into your personality and, you know, from that. But it's definitely, it's an introduction, it's a networking mm. Working function and it's brilliant for mums because yeah. all of us, we've all got time to just do a couple of 10 minutes of likes and comments and <laughs> getting involved yeah and I think there is sort of leaning into that let's say a little bit more feminine element of this desire to collaborate and desire to be a part of the community it's not a competitive space for the most part I've very rarely found groups like that to be competitive and I think as mums in business, leaning into that, leaning into those spaces where people are looking for support and you want to be a support is a really genuine, like you said, a really genuine, authentic way to just be part of that community, start being visible and start contributing, which will kind of turn back around and benefit you as well. So I think that's that's really good advice and very mum focused, which, you know, you don't necessarily market your business specifically to mums, but I think it is a very core thing to most female focused businesses and businesses run by women. We need to be smart or we need to use what comes naturally to us. And I think that sense of community and collaboration is really central to who most of us are as people too. Yeah, of course. And it's always going to depend on your product or service as to what's Mm. going to work best for you. You know, um, I mean, I could get, I've toiled a couple of times with getting stuck into Pinterest because Pinterest is another search engine. It's another mm-hmm. Google and mums are on there. But again, it's like, oh, it's a lot of work. It's trying to figure it all out. And do I have the time to do that? And um, it's working for me at the moment. That's definitely on my list of things that I want to grow into probably mm. um, because that would make sense for my business. And that is where my ideal client is. They are in there. And so it would make sense for me. And yeah, so I mean, it really does depend on what you're offering as to what's going to work well for you in terms of marketing, you know, whether you need to, you know, if you have an actual business that has a shop front and you're in a community, then you need to be reaching out to your local media and trying to get your name in the local papers or local whatever is out there, community bulletins. You know, you need to be, if there are local markets and you're selling a product, you need to be making sure that you get your product there and you've got an Etsy shop and you're doing the things that work for you. But if you are looking for genuine connections, then I think these groups are really valid for no matter what kind of business that you have. Mm. Um, you know, and also not just, I mean, it's not just an opportunity for me to go in and, you know, promote myself. Not that it's really promoting, but but it's also an opportunity for me to go in and find out information. I'm often asking questions. Mm. You know, how do I do this? Has anyone had experience with that? Does anyone know someone who can do this? I need a copywriter. Mm. who can recommend right so or you know even if you just want to go in and say I'm really stuck with my marketing I don't know what I should be doing here is there anyone that can help me you know someone will always come back and if someone came in and said that about Kajabi I'm always the first one in there offering that kind of service and advice for free I don't Mm. need anything back but when we go back to that human element of 
being a business owner and being a mum, I love giving back. I love helping because I had walls put up in front of me when I started. So, mm. you know, and I might not get anything from that client, but what if that client tells someone or they're in a group six months later with a group of women who say, I've just gone into Kajabi. I don't know what the heck it's about. <laughs> Actually, I think I know someone. I know someone mm-hmm. from six months ago, right? And in my mind as well, you know, the universe works in these ways where timing is everything and stuff like that will will always come back and be beneficial to you. And it just, again, it goes down to how you want to work and how you want to be presented and what your brand is and, and how you want people to view you as a business owner and your business mm. as well. So. Yeah, I think that's just sort of the core of like, be a good human, show up and, you know, be an asset, be helpful, and it will come back to you. I think that is good mothering advice and good business advice. Yeah, because I think it comes, because we are mums. I think that's mm. exactly our natural instinct is to help. Yeah. Um, and to under and empathize with people like mm-hmm. we empathize with people who are starting a business with kids it's mm-hmm. hard it's really hard especially if you don't have any money especially if you don't have a lot of people supporting you and saying yeah go for it you can do it if you're on your own in this it's really hard so yeah. you need to build a support network around you of like-minded people people who work like you who think like you who are moving at the same pace as you mm-hmm. you know some women are just too aggressive in their approach they want uh, they want timelines and they want specific dates that's a great idea Jamie when can you do this by what time when will you email me back I want to you know that's not how I work I'm (laughs) relaxed I'm flexible and I like clients who are relaxed and flexible as well so Mm. surrounding yourself with people who work like you do is really valid because a lot of stuff they're doing will be beneficial for your own business even if it's a completely different industry Mm. always works so talk to as many people as you can and just start building a little network from whatever online groups, networking events, if you can get to them, although I know that can be scary. Um, anything where you can just reach out to people and go, hey, can you just let me know what are you doing for this? What are you doing for that? I mean, it's so helpful for all of us. Yeah. And particularly for those of us like you and I who aren't necessarily in physical locations where our clients are. You know, I don't work with French clients. I don't think you necessarily work with French clients. And these kinds of networking communities can really open up the world to us when we are looking to serve people overseas or in different countries or even in different towns. If you're not physically providing something in person, I think it's a really great way to just sort of break those barriers down and reach people wherever they are and connect on a more human level of who are they, what are they about, what do they want. So I love that kind of global aspect of it too. Oh, it's so cool. Well, who would have thought 10 years ago that I'd be working with women all over the world? I certainly didn't. <laughs> you know, I spent my, all my 20s and early 30s playing international sport and traveling everywhere and not really knowing what I was going to be doing at the end of it all. And then I didn't realize that I would be now working with people from all over the world. So it's amazing. Um, you know, and that's also that online world, but it doesn't matter what industry, whether you're a service or a product provider, the world is business is global now and mm-hmm. that's just part of it and embracing that and finding contacts from all over the place and clients from all over the place is how is how the world is now especially yeah. after COVID everyone <laughs> went on after COVID right and you know and now there's some fear around the fact that that will happen again and so we need to have these online this online presence no matter what you're selling you need to have an online presence and you need to have connections so that if the world does shut down again, your business can survive and it can keep mm. going. And, you know, you've already got people there who can help you. 
Yeah, in many ways, it is a great time to be starting and to be building these kinds of businesses because they are much more sustainable and they're much more sort of flexible as well. We can adapt to world changing like we had in the last few years. We can adapt to different countries and different circumstances. And as mums, like we can adapt to the family stuff that's coming. And that's much more normal and expected and almost assumed as solopreneurs, single sort of small business owners, that that's just part of it. And I think that's a really positive part of what businesses like ours and probably all of our listeners are building. Like it's not a handicap to be a small business. It is an asset. You provide something very different and the people you're working with are looking for that. Like don't be ashamed of being a small business owner, a mom working part-time hours. Like that is an asset in many ways because as you said so beautifully, like it's just the connection. It's finding those things in common and another mom building her business on the other side of the world is going to connect so much more meaningfully with what you're doing when you show up that way too than like a big agency or a big business. It's not the same thing they can't connect. So I think that's like a beautiful way to end our little chat here. Yeah, it's lovely. (laughs) Well, Jamie, thank you so much for spending this time chatting with us and sharing your insights on basically everything we covered on that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I would love to let you sort of share how people can get in touch with you, learn more about you, and I think you have something fun to point us towards as well. So I'll let you kind of share how people can get in touch. Yes, of course. Well, uh, I assume that the information will be in the show notes of this as well, but obviously you can email me at any time. Um, And then there's my website, which is uh, websiterestyle.com. And again, I work exclusively in Kajabi. Um, But if anyone is thinking about Kajabi, then obviously reach out to me and I'll give you as much information as I can about, about that. Um, and if you uh, have just started in Kajabi and you're interested in any website templates, then if you send me an email afterwards, I'll link my templates in the bio as well. Um, if you send me an email afterwards, I'll give you 10% off any of my podcast or sales page templates for anyone who listened to this podcast. Oh, what a generous offer. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us this week on Marketing Like a Mother. If you found value in the show today and want to support some fellow mompreneurs, we really appreciate a rating or just telling a friend about the show. We'll be back next week with more marketing tips for busy mums with businesses. And if you're keen to book more dream clients with your website, make sure that you grab my very quick 16-minute free training all about creating a website that converts for my best tips on optimizing your site that you already have so that you can convert those visitors into paying clients. You can grab that at my website, michellepontvert.com slash converts. And until next time, I hope you have a lovely day and enjoy your family time as well as your business time.